0: Welcome to Your Strata Property, the podcast for property owners looking for reliable, accurate, and bite sized information from an experienced and authoritative source. Hello, and welcome to this week's podcast episode. I'm your host, Strata lawyer Amanda Farmer, and my guest this week is Joe Hall. Joe is the head of customer solutions at Ground Floor Parcel Lockers. A property professional with a deep understanding of the challenges and opportunities faced by strata communities, Joe has over 10 years experience in the property industry. With GroundFloor, Joe is educating strata communities about the benefits of parcel lockers, helping them make the decision to install these innovative systems. GroundFloor Parcel Lockers is a Melbourne-based company providing the software, the lockers and the tech to automate parcel delivery management. As we head into the festive season and those Christmas deliveries start piling up in your lobbies, I thought now was a great time to welcome Joe to the show to explain what options are available for buildings wanting to manage this process a little better. I'll take you over now to my chat with Joe Hall.
1: Joe Hall, welcome to the show. Thank you, and thanks for having me for on your podcast, Amanda. Pleasure. Joe. tell us a little bit about
0: you, your background in strata, if you have any strata experience, and how did you come to be part of Ground Floor?
1: Yeah, so I've been with Ground Floor for the past three and a half years, and uh, I, during that time, I talk to Strata residents and managers most days of the week. So it gives me a really good insight into what it's like living in a Strata building, and I get to hear about all the great things like convenience and all the amenities that come with the Strata buildings. But I also get to hear about the not so great things like building security and frustrations and staff not being able to keep up. Mm. So. I I do a lot of site visits as well, and uh, you have to remember construction takes a long time. So the buildings we're seeing today were designed well before the e-commerce boom, mm. and they often don't have designated parcel rooms. So I get to learn a lot about the frustrations of the space that they can't find for all these packages to store, and uh, just where they are as well. Sometimes the mail rooms are big enough to store packages, but a lot of the time. They're not. So I've seen cleaners cupboards repurposed as storage rooms. I've walked through many back of house corridors with packages stacked high, sometimes actually blocking fire escape doors. So yeah, so I get to learn a lot about strata and just what goes on in each building. (sighs) I know, Joe, similar to you, I visit buildings in person to meet with clients
0: and to attend meetings. And I'm wondering how often you come across a situation. I've definitely seen this where it's a lovely, reasonably new, quite prestigious building where owners have paid a lot of money for their apartments. And there is a designated concierge area in the foyer. Maybe there's a desk, there's a separate entrance perhaps. And for whatever reason, concierge has never been employed or the building hasn't quite got there yet. And there's just nothing happening in that space, except for piles of parcels and mail just stacking up on an empty desk.
1: Do you see that when you're visiting buildings? Yeah, yeah. So we see that a lot actually. And that goes back to the fact that they didn't really plan for what to do with the parcel. So all the deliveries, they've really ramped up over the last few years. And so that's a big difference. Mm. And The buildings aren't prepared to handle it. And stacking parcels in lobbies, one, it's not just the aesthetics, it attracts people. You know, you can see the parcels stacked high in the lobby. It's a very easy target. Mm. And tailgating into those buildings, that's become a real issue. So you have people easily seeing, and those buildings are easier. They don't have to walk in and try to find parcels to take, they know they're there. So it actually attracts more non-residents to the building which affects security obviously.
0: Yes there has certainly been a situation in a building where I own and we don't have parcel lockers unfortunately but there was an incident where a resident lost a parcel their e-commerce store where they purchased from said yes it's been delivered and it's been signed for and there was a note up in the lift and placed under people's doors, please, please, did you sign for my parcel? I don't recognize the signature. It's gone. And it had some really valuable items in it. So I expect, as you say, with more items and more valuable items being delivered this way, that's happening more and more in our buildings.
1: It is. And just recently I read that Australia Post have actually stopped leaving those Sorry We Missed You cards. So you wouldn't even know. I think they said it takes too long and it's part of their ESG to reduce the amount of paper that they leave behind. So all you get is, well, if you're lucky, you get a photo of the parcel being left on in somewhere in the space and you get a good enough photo to understand where it's been left but a lot of the time you just get a message from them saying it's been delivered and it's a really difficult job to then track it down if you don't have someone to go to now but it but this is difficult even in buildings where there is a team on-site team you know they were hired to do their job so they were hired to look after the building, make sure everything is working as it should, make sure the communal areas are not cluttered and everything looks beautiful. You know, you mentioned the lobbies are beautiful and they want to keep them that way. And so they don't want to have to be responsible for that either because if there is a staff on site and a courier leaves a parcel somewhere in the building i mean the natural thing is to go to the concierge and you expect them to almost be responsible for everything that gets left but perhaps they weren't there to receive the the delivery so it just it becomes a challenge for both residents and the teams because it's a it's an issue of responsibility who is responsible for the parcels at the end of the day and which individual So what we do, broadly speaking, we're part of the last mile delivery, what we solve for. Now, courier companies like Australia Post, Hole and Amazon, they solve the transport. So they're getting a delivery from door to door. But what we're doing is really making sure that it gets from the hands of the couriers to the hands of the resident, because that's where it falls down. And that's where the majority of the issues are in Strata in particular, whether they are manned concierge desks or not it's just that in that very last step that's where things get lost and that's where you know if you live in a building and you would like to have your deliveries come to you and you want to make sure that you trust that when they are delivered you don't have to always be there but it it is it's a stressful point for everyone living there and it'll affect your overall day-to-day levels you'd be stressed That something gets stolen, and then when you're working there, you're you're stressed that it's your responsibility ultimately.
0: Mm. And we are going to get into how Ground Floor is solving this problem and bringing some peace and predictability back to our apartment residents. But I do just want to highlight this point about. Items being left on the common property and even where, as you say, Joe, you've got a building manager, you've got a concierge, they are really reluctant to take responsibility for those items. And from a legal perspective, that's completely understandable. The owner's corporation controls, managers is responsible for maintaining the common property. And for as long as those items are there, on the common property, there is a heavy responsibility, I think, on the owner's corporation and those that it employs to deal with those items and to make sure that they don't end up in the wrong hands. So, reducing the responsibility of the owner's corporation or let's say their exposure to risk, reducing their exposure to risk, I think is a great idea.
1: Yeah, because so I just wanted to give an example of um, just the building that came to us a couple of years ago and just on that responsibility, you know, this building has staff, a building manager on site, they had a huge issue with uh, influx of parcels. And there were a lot of things that were stolen. And actually, a lot of the time, which is surprising to me, I didn't expect this. I get a lot of stories about, you know, people are getting the meal delivery keys, oh, yeah. and they find that the parcel is there, but they are missing expensive ingredients. Other people are getting, so wine delivery is one of the most popular items to get delivered and mm. those big cases or boxes. And so what a, one of the building managers told me that it's so frustrating because the residents had issues with several bottles being missing in the box. So it's not the whole parcel sometimes, it's just items that go missing because it is so easy walking by and just grabbing and who's going to know who did it at the end of the day. So, yeah, so we had on that building that came to us, what happened was, they had a mailroom, so they usually stored all their parcels in their mailroom. However, on this particular occasion, there was just so many parcels, they spilled into the lobby, they had those beautiful glass doors that were bringing in lots and lots of light into the building. And unfortunately, that just attracted people. Mm. And so 4am in the morning, one night, someone came through and just cleared everything out. And yes, they had CCTV, but filing a report with the police, it's very unlikely that those items will ever be returned. So it's a bigger issue Mm. for all buildings. Now, I'm hopeful that this building was bringing you in, Joe,
0: and explaining this problem to you so that you could implement your solution. Tell us, what is it that ground floor does for buildings that are suffering this problem?
1: Yeah so what we do is we bring an end to end solution so we have the hardware we have the software we have customer service team but we also have the relationship with the couriers so we have the building access that we can implement very easily as part of the system because that's one of the big problems you know we always get asked okay so how are the courier is going to get in we don't want the lock is to be outside. We want them inside. But the issue is we don't want to keep our doors open. Um, so we solve for that through our courier app. And, and that also allows us to see who the individual couriers are. So we know when someone enters the building, it's all recorded in our backend portal. So we have, we have all that data available to the building as well. So ultimately, when we install a system, what we do is we automate that delivery process. So you can imagine if there is a team on site and they're doing it manually, it actually takes a very long time if they do take that responsibility because they have to receive the parcels, they have to record them, they have to store them and that's just half of it. They also manage the collection then. So it's actually a long time out of their day. So what we do is we install the system and completely remove those tasks from the teams. But we also increase security. So Parcel security, like as we spoke about it earlier, it actually has an impact on a lot of other things. It has an impact on general building security. As we said, if you see parcels in the building, it will attract other people. But it also has an impact on, you know, reducing the stress levels of the staff, if there are any, but also the residents, you know, it makes for a much nicer place to live in if you know that. Things aren't going to get stolen, and it also adds convenience to the residents. They don't have to schedule their days around the courier delivery times. They can just go about their day, and they know that when it gets delivered, it'll still be there when they get back to collect it.
0: So you've said, Joe, it's an end-to-end solution that you have. So you actually design and install the lockers themselves in a suitable area of the common property. Does that mean they come in all shapes and sizes and colours and
1: styles yeah yeah so the lockers uh they do come in several colors white and black and we can also vinyl wrap them as well to kind of put some logos on it or make it look more seamless with the lobby general design so they are all modular and what we do is uh, one of my first questions that i ask when i go to a building i always ask how many apartments so if they have the apartment number I look at that and then sometimes if we're lucky there will be some record of parcel numbers that they receive and I use those two items to then decide how big the system should be in that building so the towers themselves as we call them they're modular so obviously a small building might just have one or two and then we have those big apartment buildings where there's maybe six or seven or eight towers that you know have hundreds of apartments but the most important thing is you don't actually need as many lockers as you have apartments Mm. so we don't allocate a locker to a certain apartment it's all dynamically allocated through the software so you don't need as many the large buildings the systems are significant you know they're pretty big but we have one in South Bank actually I think it's about eight or nine towers and it's not unusual for that building to receive 100 parcels a day. Mm -hmm. So that's a lot of time away. And that was one of the buildings where the staff, just said, look, there's so much. It's a big complex. We are managing the maintenance. We're managing everything else in the building. The parcels are just, we can't manage the parcels anymore. They would have to hire another person to do just that. So, so the fact that we could install lockers, that was a big help for everyone. So, explain to me, Joe, if
0: I have, for example, a HelloFresh delivery that's coming in on a Monday, I've ordered that, the week before how do i manage this process as a resident making sure that that box ends up secure in a locker so i can access it and take it into my home when i get home from work
1: yeah so you actually don't need to do anything we have a system in your building Because we have that relationship with the couriers, we have regular meetings with them. So when a system goes live, we let them know ahead of time. We then schedule a time with that particular individual that delivers to that building and make sure that they're aware there's a new process in place. We don't ask the residents to make any... I mean, it's okay if you make a note in the beginning, an instruction to the courier, but really you shouldn't need to. You just order your items as you would normally and they will just get delivered through the parcel locker. So when I turn up
0: and I let myself in with my key and I stand in front of the bank of lockers, how do I know and how do I access my box?
1: Yes. So as soon as the courier delivers the item, they close the door. And I should say even things that need a signature can be delivered through our lockers. We do issue, as soon as that door is closed, we issue a digital signature that they then record in their handheld. And once that delivery is made, the system generates an SMS notification. So you get notified through SMS that you have a delivery and it will typically say something along the line of, great news, you have a new delivery in your ground floor lockers, come and collect it, here's the pin, and then we also include a link in the notification to a QR code. So when you arrive at the lockers, all you need to do is get the QR code up and scan it. So you don't actually know which locker will open necessarily. If you have multiple deliveries, again, you can collect all of them at once. You just, it will ask you, it'll say, I can tell that you have multiple deliveries. Would you like to collect them all? And if you press yes, it's like Christmas. Mm. Everything opens and uh, you can get all your orders. Wow. Very clever. I'm interested to
0: know who owns the tower of these lockers because it kind of sounds to me like it's almost as if there's a relationship between the courier's ground floor through its lockers, then ultimately delivering this item to the resident as you said Joe you're there at that last that last mile for the delivery so does the owners corporation or the body corporate own the lockers and are they responsible for that infrastructure or is that something that remains with ground floor
1: yeah so the owners corp own the hardware so they own the lockers they purchase the hardware and pay for it up front but Then there's also a service fee, which is monthly. And so that service fee includes all of the career management. It includes the SMS messages. It includes having access to the backend portal if the building management want to have access to it, to have the visibility over what's in the lockers and how much is available. But it also includes things like warranty. So as long as you pay your monthly service fee, the lockers will be under warranty. We will repair if anything needs repair. We have a maintenance schedule. So we basically make sure the system is operational at all times. The only thing we don't cover is vandalism, but knock on wood, we haven't had any issues with that yet. So basically, when I said it's an end-to-end system, when you install a ground floor system, you really should expect for it to work you know as soon as it's installed it's operational and our team in customer service they're really helpful as well so the building staff can call them the residents can call them they speak to Curious if you know if a resident has any questions about a delivery they try to help them so it's really a standalone it's more than hardware mm. you know we have a technology team in-house so we can see all the trends and you know if there's any change in process we can do things better because ultimately the lockers are just the lockers. But if the software can change with what our customers are asking us for, that's really the big value in it because I'll give you an example. So before COVID, the SMS messages just included a PIN code. And obviously when COVID happened, contactless you know, was a huge thing. And so having that technology team in-house working on our software, that just allowed us to be really quick and add that little link in that SMS notification to have the QR codes that the resident didn't have to touch the screen that everyone else was touching. Mm -hmm. All they could do was just scan the QR code. So it's a little thing, but if you didn't have that end-to-end capacity, it would be difficult to to respond to customer needs like in a quick way. Mm. Joe, when you're going out talking to buildings, meeting
0: with committees, proposing the installation, what are some of the blocks or the challenges that you might come across trying to get the
1: approval for this kind of installation across the line? I never know what the main reason will be and i never know how quickly the decision will be made so you just have to go into it with an open mind and try to help whoever come to us to prepare this case to then present to the oc i will work really really closely with that person because obviously we want the same thing and so a lot of the time they come to me with different concerns so the main one is space where can we put the system it's actually incredible how hard it is to find space. You think that these big buildings had some more space, but they don't. They actually don't because a lot of the time the lobbies, well, they've been designed to look a certain way. So 50% of the time we can't put anything in the lobby uh, for aesthetic reasons. And then it's very difficult to then find a suitable location that it's easy to find for the couriers. But it's also not next to the recycling bins, Mm -hmm. so it's a nice space for the residents to go to. So space is an issue. Also, a lot of the time, these big buildings, but small too, you have uh, multiple generations living in the same building. So everyone, they all have their different needs and, I guess, views on how things should be managed. So I have to work through all those issues with the person. I have a really good example, actually. I was preparing a proposal with a building manager and we were going through all the benefits and I was briefing them because obviously I want them to present it to the OC and have all the answers, make sure we're trying to anticipate the questions. And I wrote down all the possible answers um, to those questions and then all of a sudden she went a little bit quiet and I thought, oh, Mm -hmm. what did I say? And she said, oh, I just... Remembered one of the committee members, he doesn't have a smartphone, he's still using an old Nokia phone. <laughs> what will I say to him? <laughs> you know, so they're all those unknowns, but I mean, by the way, they can still use it because the pin code can be used on the lockers through the SMS. But they're all those unknown, I guess, challenges that come up. So everyone's a little bit different, but I would say space. And budget, I think, especially nowadays with all of the costs going up, a lot of the time I will say, they'll say to me, Look, we know we need it, we know we should get it. We just don't have the budget for it right now. We're not saying no. We just need to deal with whether it's defects or whether it's something's come up with the garden or there's a leak somewhere in the building. I mean, obviously those items are, you know, of higher priority than, than solving parcels. But, yes, space and budget and then getting everyone to know everything about the lockers and answer the questions.
0: You know, I do think sometimes in communities where there are a lot of high priorities, maybe there's some litigation going on, maybe there are building defects, maybe there's a a leaky roof or the lift needs to be replaced. Sometimes I think in those communities it can be even more important to do the projects that seem like the nice-to-haves but have a huge impact on the way that people experience their home. And experience their community. And I know in my building, we've done a little bit of that over the years where it seemed like, look, this is not a high priority, but we know if we were to fix up the garden that people are walking past every day when they come and go from the building, that is going to have a huge impact on the attitude of residents their attitude towards the committee because often committees are criticized for you don't do enough and what are you doing and we don't know what you do and we seem to be spending all this money and we see nothing for it I bet in those communities where ground floor gets installed or a a parcel locker system like this is installed that's such a visible tangible valuable project then the residents are going to start patting the committees on the back saying, you know what, it's so nice. It's so nice to see something like this, notwithstanding all the problems we have. So there's a little reframe for you.
1: Yeah, because it has a huge impact on your everyday resident experience. You know, it it does. It's not the number one priority, but it makes all the difference in how you live and go about your day. You know, you don't have to schedule around couriers. You don't have to worry about having something delivered and then never getting it. So it does make a big, big difference, I think. But I've also noticed in terms of another reason, so yes, it's the security, but it's also convenience. We see a lot of smaller apartment buildings and a lot of the time you would say, oh, well, they don't get enough parcels to justify having a parcel locker." But actually, in those boutique developments, a lot of the time people are there because they want to have an easy lockup you know they go away a lot they travel they might go to their beach house or go and visit family somewhere and they'll be away so knowing that something can still be delivered and it'll be there when you're there and then also it makes the lobby look better so it's a perception, it's a little thing, but it's the little things that actually do improve your everyday life, I think.
0: Mm, Yeah, little things can definitely have a big impact in strata, that's for sure. Now, Joe, are you serving buildings all around the country? I know we have listeners who tune in from all around the country, those who are getting excited about this idea and want to reach out to you, does it matter where they are?
1: No, no. We, we have systems all around Australia in every major. We don't have a system in Darwin, so I think Yet. that's all Hobart. <laughs> uh, but there's always a first. Uh, we also have a few systems in Auckland and New Zealand as well. Great. So, yeah, so anywhere in Australia really. And where should our listeners go to reach out to you and get started with the Ground Floor Project? Their best place is probably our website, which is groundfloordelivery.com. We have a lot of information there about lockers. We have a lot of photos of our existing systems, so you can get a really good view of what it would look like in your building. And, yes, we have a little questionnaire there, so you can contact us through that, or you can just call us on the number that's on their website. Excellent. And Joe, are you
0: able to, when owners contact you or committees, even strata managers and body corporate managers contacting you, do you provide any guidance about the approval process for these installations? I know in New South Wales, at least, to install this kind of addition, improvement to the common property, a special resolution would be needed. At a general meeting, a building might want to consider whether they put a bylaw in place governing the use of the system. Is that something that you're able to give some preliminary guidance on, or do you generally send committees off to get their own advice and make sure they're ticking the right boxes in their
1: jurisdiction? Yeah, so I haven't heard of any buildings having to get special approval for the lockers. We always say that we're like furniture, we're not a fixed features. So maybe that's the reason why, or perhaps they've just gone and through the approval process without involving us. So that's not something that I've heard. Mm-hmm. But I do, what we do is we provide a, quite a comprehensive document. So we try to answer as many questions as we can in that document, including price and size, what we think, uh, how much space they need. So that's usually when it gets to the meeting, it's usually the it answers most of their questions. But no, we're, we're not usually part of the approval process.
0: No worries. It would be remiss of me being a Strata lawyer if I didn't say to our audience, do make sure that you are comfortable when you're installing these systems, that you're doing so in accordance with whatever legal requirements there may be in your jurisdiction. We will pop the link to the ground floor website that you've shared there, Joe, in the show notes for this episode. And I'd love to hear from any listeners who are out there installing these types of systems how you're using them, how it's perhaps changed your residents experience of their home we always like a good news story and sometimes we have to really search hard in strata for these good news stories but thank you joe for joining us today to share this opportunity thanks for having me amanda thank you for listening to your strata property the podcast which consistently delivers to property owners reliable and accurate information about their strata property You can access all the information below this episode via the show notes at yourstrataproperty.com.au.